Justice Kavanaugh has the opinions of the court in two cases this morning. I first have the opinion for the court in number 2258, United States versus Texas. In 2021, after President Biden took office, the Department of Homeland Security issued new guidelines for immigration enforcement. The guidelines prioritize the arrest and removal from the United States of non-citizens who are suspected terrorists or dangerous criminals or have unlawfully entered the country only recently, for example. Texas and Louisiana sued the Department of Homeland Security. According to those states, the arrest policy spelled out in the 2021 guidelines is under-inclusive and does not comply with two arrest mandates set forth in federal statutes. The states want the federal judiciary to order the department to alter its arrest policy so that the department arrests more non-citizens pending removal. The district court determined that the states have standing to sue, ruled that the guidelines are unlawful, and vacated the guidelines. Given the importance of the issue, this court granted review before judgment by the Court of Appeals. Today, we conclude that Texas and Louisiana do not have standing to bring this lawsuit. Article III standing is a part of the basic charter promulgated by the framers of the Constitution at Philadelphia in 1787. The principle of Article III standing, this court has said, is built on a single basic idea, the idea of separation of powers. It helps safeguard the judiciary's proper and properly limited role in our constitutional system. To establish standing, a plaintiff must show an injury in fact caused by the defendant and redressable by a court order. The district court here found that the states would incur additional costs because the federal government is not arresting more non-citizens. Monetary costs are, of course, an injury, but this court has also stressed that the alleged injury must be legally and judicially cognizable. That requires, among other things, that the dispute is traditionally thought to be capable of resolution through the judicial process. In other words, that the asserted injury is traditionally redressable in federal court. In adhering to that core principle, the court has examined history and tradition as a meaningful guide. The states here have not cited any precedent, history, or tradition of courts ordering the executive branch to change its arrest or prosecution policies so that the executive branch makes more arrests or initiates more prosecutions. On the contrary, this court has previously ruled that a plaintiff lacks standing to bring such a suit. The leading precedent is a 1973 case known as Linda R.S. versus Richard D. The plaintiff in that case contested a state's policy of declining to prosecute certain child support violations. This court decided that the plaintiff lacked standing to challenge the state's policy, stating that in American jurisprudence, a party lacks a judicially cognizable interest in the prosecution of another. The court in Linda R.S. concluded that, quote, A citizen lacks standing to contest the policies of the prosecuting authority when he himself is neither prosecuted nor threatened with prosecution, end quote. The court's Article III holding in Linda R.S. regarding enforcement discretion remains the law today. The states have pointed to no case or historical practice holding otherwise. And several good reasons explain why, as Linda R.S. held, federal courts have not traditionally entertained this kind of lawsuit. To begin with, when the executive branch elects not to arrest or prosecute, 
it does not exercise coercive power over an individual's liberty or property, and thus does not infringe upon interests that courts often are called upon to protect. Moreover, lawsuits alleging that the executive branch has made an insufficient number of arrests or brought an insufficient number of prosecutions run up against the executive's Article II authority to enforce federal law. Article II of the Constitution assigns the executive power to the president and provides that the president shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. Under Article II, the executive branch possesses authority to decide how to prioritize and how aggressively to pursue legal actions against defendants who violate the law. The executive branch, not the judiciary, makes arrests and prosecutions on behalf of the United States. In addition to the Article II problems, courts gen generally lack meaningful standards for assessing the propriety of enforcement choices in this area. After all, the executive branch must prioritize. That is because the executive branch invariably lacks the resources to arrest and prosecute every violator of every federal law and must constantly react and adjust to the ever-shifting public safety needs of the American people. Indeed, for the last 27 years since the statutes at issue in this case were enacted in their current form, all five presidential administrations have determined that resource constraints necessitated prioritization in making immigration arrests. All of those considerations help explain why federal courts have not traditionally entertained lawsuits of this kind. By concluding that Texas and Louisiana lack standing here, we abide by and reinforce the proper role of the federal judiciary under Article III. Notably, the discrete standing question raised by this case rarely arises because federal statutes that purport to actually require the executive branch to make arrests or bring prosecutions are rare. Not surprisingly, given the executive's Article II authority to enforce federal law and the deeply rooted history of enforcement discretion in America. Indeed, the states cite no similarly worded federal laws. This case, therefore, involves both a highly unusual provision of federal law and a highly unusual lawsuit. To be clear, our Article III decision today should in no way be read to suggest or imply that the executive possesses some free standing or general constitutional authority to disregard statutes requiring or prohibiting executive action. Moreover, the federal judiciary, of course, routinely and appropriately decides cases involving statutory requirements or prohibitions on the executive. This case is categorically different, however, because it implicates one discrete aspect of the executive power, the executive branch's traditional discretion over whether to take enforcement actions against violators of federal law and raises only the narrow Article III standing question of whether the federal judiciary may in effect order the executive branch to take enforcement actions against violators of the federal law. In reaching our standing conclusion, it bears emphasis that the question of whether the federal courts have jurisdiction under Article III is distinct from the question of whether the executive branch is complying with the relevant statutes that purportedly impose arrest mandates. In other words, the question of judicial reviewability is different from the question of legality. We take no position on whether the executive branch here is complying with its legal obligations. We hold only that the federal courts are not the proper forum to resolve this dispute. On that point, even though the federal courts lack Article III jurisdiction over this suit, other forums remain available 
for examining the executive branch's arrest policies. For example, Congress possesses an array of tools to analyze and influence those policies, oversight, appropriations, the legislative process, to name a few. And through elections, American voters can both influence executive branch policies and hold elected officials to account for enforcement decisions. In any event, those are political checks for the political process. We do not opine on whether any such actions are appropriate in this instance. In sum, the states lack Article III standing to bring this unusual lawsuit. Justice Gorsuch has filed an opinion concurring in the judgment, which Justices Thomas and Barrett have joined. Justice Barrett has filed an opinion concurring in the judgment, which Justice Gorsuch has joined. Justice Alito has filed a dissenting opinion.